and was only suitable for people aged 18 or over. Almost. This program contains adult content. Is there a God? A big atheist. Really? What, am I an idiot? Come on. That yes, it would be nice if you could throw your sins and your responsibilities on someone else. But it's not true. It looks like far-left lunacy. I don't believe that it's true that religion is moral or ethical. You don't need to follow anybody! It's not human intelligence! If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you going to give them that will demonstrate that they should? Welcome back, Rebels. Yeah. This is the first episode of Season 4. Season Season 4. Today is Wednesday, April 26th. It's hard to believe it's been four years, even though we said the same thing last week. Well, it's been three years. Three years. We're starting year number four. Mm -hmm. I'm using Trump math. (laughs) Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be great? Like, if he manages to serve, if if for some reason he manages to serve the three years of his four-year term and then is like, I'm starting my fourth year, that means I'm done, right? (laughs) And just fucks off. Down to Mar-a-Lago. Oh, like he's Hi. already been doing the whole time? Yeah. <laughs> I, already yeah. w- I already won. Got my re-election bid. That'd be great. So we we, we had Mithrin lined up as a guest this yes. evening, but he had to postpone, and we hope to get him on the show sometime in the near future. He's He's riding the struggle bus this week. Yes. Riding the struggle bus, and hopefully things will work out well. We wish him the best, mm-hmm. and- We'll get him back here as soon as possible. So this will be just a hostful episode for the first one of season four. Okay. It'll be fun. Which is good. I'm excited about it. We haven't gotten the chat on the podcast by ourselves for a little bit of a while. For a little bit of a while. Yeah. Last week. No. <laughs> yeah, we had an hour of it. Well, yeah, but we also had a guest. Well, yeah, but that that was only half of the show that we got. Only half. Shoot the now shit. Now we get and... to fuck around for two full hours. <laughs> Um, we've got a little bit of a housekeeping. Um, also they will have noticed there's a new intro for this season. Yeah. Cause they're going to probably be wondering why we didn't address that. But yeah. Anyway, probably. that's the new one and that's what it is. I like it very much. We all three liked it. It's yeah, fun. It's more, it's more Mel- Matt did all the music for it. Put out, did all the quotes. Like, and when I say Matt did the music, you like wrote well, this, the music. This time right? I didn't. Oh, okay. Oh, the you just say yes and take the glory. The one, <laughs> the one before that that we decided not to go with, I did. Uh, well, it's still lovely. I like it very much. I don't know if I like it as much now that Matt didn't make the music. Yeah, it seems less cool. Yeah, like that was <laughs> that was the 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 appeal to it. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I like it a lot, Matt. Thank you very much for putting that together. Um, no problem. Yeah, it's it's very nice. We received a comment from, I guess now I have to say, Dr. Dave Morris. Okay. <sighs> all British people are Morrises, and they're all fucking doctors. What Is the that how this going works? On? Is I it, Yeah, it, I mean, that has to be how it works. I think you just get your doctorate when you pass grade school there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh. That's that's why Spike isn't one, because he didn't go to grade school there. Well, and maybe, so maybe people who aren't listening really closely don't know that there's Dr. Dan Morris, and there's now Dr. Dave Morris. I mean, there's been Dr. Dave Morris, who has been contributing to the show through comments and 
shares and that kind of stuff. But it wasn't until very recently that we learned that he was a doctor when he sent in this comment that says, I just finished listening to Bannon Parts 1 and 2. As a follower of U.S. politics, this was brilliant and really helped with showing how particularly scary this administration is for every creature on this planet. Mm -hmm. However, I send this related to the running theme through the two shows, the magnificent HHGG. Hitchhiker's Guide. Guide to the Galaxy. First in part one, you were chatting about what was the original. It wasn't either the BBC TV serial or the books. It began as a six-part BBC radio series in 1978, followed by Restaurant at the End of the Universe in 1980, also six parts. Hmm. As a bit of a HHGG geek, I, I believe that the radio series is by far the best of all the various versions. It is still available in various places. And I'm going to go find that. Is that I honestly I sounds think be cool. pretty cool. Some of those old radio shows where they do all the sound effects, they're actually really cool to listen to. Oh, yeah. As for 42 having a deeper meaning, the great atheist Adams said, quote, The answer to this is very simple. It was a joke. It had to be a number, an ordinary, smallish number, and I chose that one. Binary representations, base 13, Tibetan monks are all complete nonsense. <laughs> I sat at my desk, stared into the garden, and thought, 42 will do. I typed it out. End of story. <laughs> Take End that, quote. Tibetan monks. <laughs> <laughs> in soli And then he finishes his comment with, in, solitar in solidarity with Dr. Morris of the two skeptical chaps, I hope this has been of help. Dr. Morris, PhD. Oh, boy. 16th century French history. <laughs> oh. So like a master's-ish then, really. <laughs> French history. No, but so he has a deep understanding of those cheese eating surrender monkeys. Well, you know why the new French Navy has glass bottoms in all their boats, right? No. So they can see the old French Navy. <laughs> oh, dear. I don't know a whole lot about French history. I'm Neither sure. Do I. I just know I heard that joke once. I'm like, ooh, they must have a bad Navy. I'm sure it is very rich and savory. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Marie Antoinette and Napoleon. <laughs> that's that's pretty much about the extent of it, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else to do right <laughs> like, now. Awkward, okay. I thought you were... <laughs> awkward space there. <laughs> okay. I know we picked up a new Patreon subscriber. You would think nice. at the start of season four we would uh, be used to one another by now, but... Uh... Guess who it was? <gasps> it's our new favorite listener. Uh-huh. It's Miss Brandy Hamrick. Thank you very much. Yes. Oh, thank you, Brandy Hamrick. That, that's exciting. I was I was very pleasantly surprised to see that. Thank you to all of our Patreon supporters. Christy Kalbach, Andrew Vodopich Jefferson, Mo Cowbell, Wes Aaron, Utah Outcasts, Andy Faulkner, Angelica Pearson, Jeremy Goodson, Taylor Grin, Grant Larimer, and Savitakuna, and the Gaytheist. Thank you all very, very yes. much. That's greatly appreciated. Thank you much, Lee. You guys have anything else to talk about before we move into the new types of things we're gonna be doing? No, not really. <laughs> what the fuck was that? <laughs> that was my. That was that was the other guest. No, I'll gonna... get you. <laughs> <laughs> that was the other guest that might make an appearance this show. Savoir <laughs> <laughs> No, that was a French accent. Savoir <laughs> <laughs> is everywhere. All right, let's move on to the other things then. 
Hello, my name is Michelle Short, co-chapter head for the Satanic Temple in Arizona, and you are listening to The Godless Revolution. Please find us on the interwebs at thesatanictemplearizona.com. Lawrence, why is it that most good scientists don't believe in God? Well, I think you're overstating it a little bit. I think that most scientists don't think enough about God to know whether they believe in him or not. <laughs> it's just irrelevant. There's no evidence that we need anything other than the laws of physics and, and the other laws of science to explain everything we see. Please stand by. The Godless Revolution will continue in a moment. Hey everybody, this is X. And I'm Kyle. And I'm Felicia. We're the Utah Outcasts. Three out, unashamed, and active atheists living in Utah. And we are personally inviting you to let us love your ears each and every week. As we take the news, current events, and pop culture and give it a little twist. A love twist, with consent. And we'll be joined each week by a special guest to tell us what makes them an outcast like us. Come find us. The Utah Outcasts. On PodHell.com, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. And on UtahOutcast.com. We finally bought that domain off the kids handing out mixtapes in the mall. Come be an outcast with us. Take care of yourselves out there. Bonne nuit. And you're welcome. Thanks for listening. Now back to the show. If you base medicine on, on science, you cure people. If you base the design of planes on science, they fly. If you base the design of rockets on science, they reach the moon. It works. Bitches. So did you see what came out this week? What? Bill Nye's new TV show on Netflix. Did we mention it last week? I feel like I we mentioned it last week. don't know if we mentioned mm. his new show. Because I had forgotten about it. Because I knew it was coming out. I had completely forgotten about it. And then uh, when I was at work, no, Friday night, I think I saw it there on Netflix. I'm like, oh, I got to watch that Saturday. So when I got to work Saturday, uh, I watched his show all day long. At work. At work. It's Sweet. a fire station. Sweet. On, on a weekend in the middle of a desert. And? it's 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 good. But? Bill Nye's not a good actor. Well, he never was. No, that, that was the only downside to it. It seemed like he was forcing some Well, did you, the... ever, did you ever watch Bill Nye the Science Guy? Yeah, when I was 12. Like, it was fucking and terrible. it was fucking awesome. Well, I mean, it was it was cool in that it was geeky and nerdy and cool and he would do fun things. Yeah. But he was he's always been a terrible actor and... But the thing is... is I, it was almost like that was part of, of the his, deal. The, the, yeah. His corny acting. Yeah. But here's the great thing. He still made it for those kids that watched it when they were 12 years old who are now in their 30s. Mm -hmm. Are there like stuffed animals? And No, oh. but he's got adult orientated content in there where he's orientated? making like. Orientated? Yeah, not orients. Uh, what? <laughs> neither, I know where you were thinking. No, neither of us were thinking that. <laughs> I, have no I was thinking uh, oriented. I'm not sure yeah. what you mean, yeah. Uh, he's got, he, he throws like the sexual jokes in there and that kind of stuff. So it's. So it's good? Yeah. I liked it, and there's a there's one skit which I'll have to find that we'll have to play on here sometime. When he did a whole episode on different uh, sexualities, hmm. about like the whole LGBTQ spectrum, and he did a they did a cartoon with ice cream. Oh yeah, I saw that earlier. Yeah, where the today or yesterday. Yeah, where the vanilla ice cream comes there and has their conversion therapy. Everybody must be vanilla ice cream. They're right. Like, well, I don't want to be vanilla. Don't you want to be being in a nice ice cream. Neapolitan? Yeah. Yeah. And then it goes into a whole. So was that your show. favorite part of the whole thing? The sexy ice cream? 
Yeah. Yeah. That was, that's pretty cool. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I don't need to watch any of the show now. I just know that sexy ice cream wins and. There was one pseudoscience one where. Where he's talking about how he used to think GMOs were bad. He does bring that up. Oh, really? How he changed his mind. He talk, okay. He does a whole show on like GMOs and stuff. And he actually does bring up saying, hey, you know, at one time I thought this, you know, this way, but I've learned to look at the evidence and review it and then you know, change my opinion. Be a scientist. Pretty much. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that, that does come up as whole anti-GMOs, older stuff with that. And, yeah, it's a pretty good show. Cool. I'll have I'd to, say watch it. I would have to check it out. And there's always there's little celebrity drops in it. They're pretty funny, too. You mean cameos? Yeah. Well, they just drop in and like they're up with an experiment or they come out of the audience. <laughs> I'm picturing just like celebrities falling from the ceiling onto the floor and him he does have a ceiling stepping that, over them or something. He does have a giant walls vat that, of ice cream. <laughs> he does have walls that move around and drop out of the ceiling. And he always does something weird to make it like he's magically making walls move and huh. hmm. a little corny there. But yeah, I'll have to check it out. What are we covering for news? In science, I keep saying news. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with me. That was not a bad recovery. Thank you. I should have not pointed it out. Yeah. <laughs> now everybody sees it. Uh, I have an article here that is not exactly groundbreaking, but it's from Christian Today, and I just thought it was interesting. Ooh. Speaking of Bill Nye, this is uh, someone who was writing about the recent March for Science. Oh, my God. I hated that March for Science. Yeah. <laughs> I did kind of say that. <laughs> I was going to say science march, but then uh, there was some controversy around the march here. We can talk about it. Yeah, I, I heard mm-hmm. about that. I read the little thing that uh, was posted on Facebook about that. Yeah. This comes to us from Elaine Howard Eklund. Uh, she says, most Christians assume that scientists who are atheists are anti-religion. I hear this stereotype a lot when I visit churches, and I used to believe it myself. This weekend demonstrated it, not because the March for Science has overcome concerns of divisions and managed to incorporate most religious viewpoints into the rally. Uh, But what I've learned in the past 10 years paints a different picture about how scientists feel about religion and spirituality, and it's not the same as Richard Dawkins. During the past decade, I have led four four large studies on the faith perspectives of scientists. The most recent is is a research study published in 2016 on the religious views of scientists in eight regions. The U.S., the U.K., Taiwan, India, Hong Kong, Turkey, Italy, and France. For the study, the largest ever conducted on how scientists view religion, my colleagues and I surveyed more than 12,000 biologists and physicists and interviewed more than 600 of them in depth. Full disclosure, she says, we did not find that scientists at top universities are much less likely to believe Sorry, we did find that scientists at top universities are much less likely to believe in God than the general population in several national contexts, and many of them do believe that science is the only true way of understanding the world. So imagine that. The top tier of humans at getting answers correct aren't theists. Weird. Yeah. Uh, However, few are actively hostile toward religion. The proportion who believe there is no God, which is kind of a straw man, uh, varied immensely by nation, ranging from a high of 51% in France to a low of 6% in Turkey. But I could count on two hands the number of atheist scientists we met who are strongly anti-religious as Dawkins is. What we also found when we looked at our data on scientists' attitude toward religion is that a number of non-religious scientists are what we call spiritual atheists. Uh, these scientists ranging from about 1 in 33 in India to nearly 
one in three in Taiwan do not believe in God, but they do believe in something beyond themselves. <sighs> what? What the? I hate the whatever whole, that fucking means. I'm spiritual, but I'm not religious. What the I'm an, fuck does that mean? I'm an atheist, but there's something beyond me. There's something larger than me. No fucking shit. <laughs> Almost everything, in fact. How do you know that when she said they're they're spiritual, when she said, "Well, they believe there's something larger than them." How do they? Did she ask him, "Hey, do you believe there's something bigger than you?" And they're like, "Oh yeah, like Earth." Like there's a my whole house, solar system car, out there. Horses, like like there's there's way more out there that we don't know about and that we could still explore. Like you know there could be another race of species on another planet that are way smarter and more intelligent and yeah technically taller than us. So yeah, there's something bigger out there possibly. Yeah. Well, apparently it means to her or to whoever she was talking to, it means something of greater purpose that matters to how they act and find meaning in the world. What does that even mean? That doesn't explain it any more than yeah, I mean, just saying I'm spiritual. Somebody could be like, oh, that sounds like love. Then yes, I believe in that. Or, you know. Or whatever. I believe Compassion, in the Compassion, kindness. Right, yeah. I it's mean, what? nonsense. Uh, love included and all that stuff. Just <laughs> poppycock. No. Uh, um, some, some scientists we spoke with even suggested that not believing in God allows them to admire and, and exalt the natural world in a special way. Okay. Uh, in the U.S., we found that more than 8% of atheist scientists and more than 14% of agnostic scientists say they are interested in spirituality, ranking near the middle compared to other countries and regions in the survey. <laughs> well, you could technically say we are interested in spirituality, not saying mm -hmm. in a spiritual sense, but to say, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, we're interested in why people believe this stuff, right. why other people have spirituality. Yeah. And what that means. What does that even mean? And that they split atheists and agnostics. That, uh, yeah. I know that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That bothers me. Well, and I mean, just like I said earlier in that, where she said the proportion of people who believe there is no God. I mean, she, she clearly doesn't really even know what she's talking about. No, if you're going to be writing a story about atheists, it would be great if you knew what a fucking atheist yeah. is. Yeah. Like, I have several Bibles in my house, but it doesn't make me religious. Right. Okay. Agreed. Well, she's saying, like, people are like, oh, well, they're they're researching spirituality and stuff, so they're spiritual, or, oh. or they have an interest in it. Huh. Oh, yeah. I think that's where she was going, saying they, they showed an interest in spirituality type stuff. So, they, so hey, they, got a, they like spirituality stuff, so. Right. She's, I don't think she's sure. still clearly defined what so sh what. Well, she that, even means by spirituality. Well, but she and she's a writer for Christianity Today, so yeah. she she already thinks that she knows what spiritual is, and d probably didn't even cross her mind she'd have to figure out how to define that. I think uh. she's. I think where she's trying to head with is the saying, "Well, scientists also believe in God, and even though it's not the same one we believe in, so they're not all they're not really bad." Yeah, well, she's writing for her audience. Yeah, Christianity yeah. Today. So. Yeah, yeah. Ironically, doing a sort of scientific study. <laughs> Notice she's not praying for these answers. Yeah, was, yeah. This, was this a Facebook poll? Uh, no, it's from Christianity Today. No, no, where did she do the poll at, though? Where she asked Yeah, people? where is she getting her statistics? Uh, it, uh, from the U.S., the U.K., Taiwan, well, India, yeah. Hong Kong. <laughs> but, I mean, <laughs> she just posting this on their Facebook walls going, can you take a poll for me? Honestly, I don't know. Huh. Uh, uh, in Taiwan, 36% of scientists identify as spiritual but not religious. Most of them come from a Catholic or Protestant tradition, which surprised me. Um, they are disproportionately represented among the among these in the early stages of their career, scientists in training or those who are not tenured and are more likely to be located at elite institutions. So the scientists who are not 
scientists and professors who are not tenured at these institutions are the ones who are more likely to be yeah the younger ones are more likely to be spiritual and then by the time they're advanced in their career they're typically more more so what you're saying yeah. is the more they learn the less likely they are to be an a, uh, a religious person or spiritual yeah more experience more understanding huh. more knowledge base or in some of these countries, can more it be, liberal, more, hey, more maturity. I'm tenured now. I don't have to hide my beliefs. Less authoritarian. Mm-hmm. All of that comes with more, with a higher IQ, more knowledge, and experience. Yeah. Huh. Well, that's interesting. Also, you you sort of stop with that happy-go-lucky young person attitude and vigor. Where you feel indestructible. Yeah, not only that, but that, that you know, stops? but, but that you're more, you're more likely to believe that there's a, some sort of a benevolent God with a plan in mind because, you know, toddlers think that about their parents, you know, like they've got this whole perfect thing staged and set up and everything's about me all the time. And you do sort of slowly grow out of that. I mean, some people never do, of course, but, and some people do when they're too young for it, you know, sometimes, but. It makes sense too that when by the time you get tenured and tenured and experienced and and aged, uh, you get a little more crotchety. Well, I, I want to, well, and I'm you start to... looking at the problem of evil rather than oh, there's a good plan for me because all of a sudden you're like, well, no, there's a lot of fucking shit happening. <laughs> like, there's a lot of bad things out there for sure. Well, I wonder if also the stuff that they would have associated with a god or a spirit earlier in life, they have now gone through and peer reviewed studies and read a whole lot more papers and gone. Wow, there's a whole lot of shit that I used to attribute to God that now I have an answer for that I now know, oh, we've re- mm. researched and studied it, and that explains this phenomenon. It's not a phenomenon. This is why that happens. It's not a God. Or you or you no. understand if you don't have an answer that you don't have an answer, not, yeah. not just that you get to make one up and stuff it in there. But I still hear scientists use that thing where it's like, well, there's still, you know, it's the God of no gap, really. It's saying, well, there's God, but, you know, it just... Controlled the beginning and then everything else happened. So, mm-hmm. but you can't explain the beginning. Right. So that's God. I'm just going to follow that up really quickly with this. Uh, what I thought was interesting that an, a handful of of some of the best signs from the the, the March for Science were oh there were, were catalogs were some fucking good and a ones, lot of huh? these a lot of these have been flying around Facebook. So let's go through them really quick. Uh, the same people who think climate change isn't real think wrestling is. Uh, hmm. But it is. Chemistry is what made Trump's spray tan. (laughs) Uh, There was a sign draped over a border collie that read, Cat, alternative fact. Yep. A lot of cutout pictures of Trump's administration saying protons, neutrons, electrons, and morons. Yep. That's been going around. Um, Question, how often did he save everyone on Gilligan's Island? The millionaire? Never. The professor, pretty much every episode. <laughs> uh, I can't believe I'm protesting for reality. No science, no internet porn. <laughs> At the start of every disaster movie is a scientist being ignored. True. <laughs> Someone had a 80s style stand-up sign that said, I've seen smarter cabinets at Ikea. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, without science, Trump couldn't get it up. Ooh. You know, things are serious when the introverts show up. (laughs) (laughs) I flew United to get here. That's how important this is. (laughs) More Newton, less Putin. Oh. (laughs) And only you can prevent forest fires. 
Seriously, we've been defunded. It's just you now. (laughs) (laughs) Please take care of the forest. (laughs) I saw a real good one with a a Rick and Morty sign. I can't remember what it said on it, but hey, he did a really good drawing of Rick from Rick and Morty. Hmm. Something about shoving something up someone's ass. Of course. Because it's Rick and Morty and that's how they are on that show. (laughs) But you don't remember what it was. I don't remember what, like, shove, like... Shove your science up. I don't know. I'm going to shove my science up your ass or something. Well worth bringing up. It was. <laughs> I love that cartoon. If you aren't watching Rick and Morty, fucking watch that shit. It's you fucking awesome. Like, you sounded like, I don't know, some, somebody's weird uncle who's like, no, I got this joke for you. It's, it's great. <laughs> yeah. It's great. Yeah. That's that's how no, 90% of my see, jokes uh, go. Okay, okay. Okay. No, I got it. I got it. I got it. So this guy, right? <laughs> No, no, there's two no, guys. No. There's two guys. Girl. Yeah. <laughs> and then you can never remember the punchline. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, <laughs> that's, this is great delivery. I just, I just, when you first started talking about that, I remember, oh, I saw him with Rick and Morty on it. I remember what it fucking said, but I had Rick and Morty on it. <laughs> it was a good fucking drawing. Hi, this is Yvette Dontremont, aka the Cybabe, and you're listening to Godless Revolution. You can find me at cybabe.com, at my Twitter account, at the Cybabe. And if you've hunt really hard, you can find me at Pornhub. I dare you. I think it is really important to recognize, as has been said, that science does not make it impossible to believe in God. It just makes it possible to not believe in God. And, <laughs> and, and that's really important because until you had science, everything was a miracle. The next rant will start right after this. Here follows a public service announcement for the Two Skeptical Chaps podcast. (laughs) Greetings, Americans. Over here in London, we are well aware that not all of you are loud, xenophobic, racist, sexist, religious nuts. But many of your politicians who display these frightful traits seem to be quite popular. Particularly a certain wall-obsessed, small-handed, best word-using, daughter-perving, war-inciting, candy-floss-headed clown. To those of you who choose to follow such balderdash, we strongly recommend not to listen to the two sceptical chaps. It probably won't be your cup of tea. Otherwise, give us a listen. Each episode, we cover any news or current affairs from across the globe. Things that annoy or delight us. That's two, as in the number two. And sceptical with a K. The wrong way to spell it. Cheerio! Well, when you guys were talking earlier about some of the quotes... It reminded me of the of one that I've always really liked from Tim Minchin, uh, where he says, "Throughout history, every mystery ever solved turned out to be not magic." <laughs> yes, <laughs> nice. I've always really liked that one. What else have you got for us in the, uh, in the this skins skins most foul skins most foul? <laughs> Verily, we are hugging. Oh yes, we are. <laughs> this is pretty interesting. Um, North America was surprising, was a surprisingly old destination for humans in our evolutionary relatives, say investigators of the controversial set of bones and stones, an unidentified homo species. (laughs) You said bones and stones. And homo. (laughs) Uh, they use stone tools to crack apart mastodon bones, teeth, and tusks approximately 130,000 years ago at a site near what's now San Diego. To get to the creamy filling? I assume so. Mm. Uh, this unsettling claim upended the scientific debate over the settling of the Americas. Uh, comes from a team led by archaeologist Stephen Holen 
of the Center for American Paleolithic Research in Hot Springs, South Dakota, and paleontologist Thomas Demarais of the San Diego Natural History Museum. Uh, if true, it means that the Karate Mastodon site can... Uh, that the Karate was... Mastodon site? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the one, yeah. You need to get Ralph Macchio in there to help out that situation. <laughs> Uh, that the site contains the oldest known evidence by more than 100,000 years of human or human-like colonists to the New World. Karate Mastodon is going to be my new band name. <laughs> if you're in the 90s, that would totally kill. No, it's still relevant. It's still relevant? Yeah. <laughs> uh... <laughs> nice one, Ryan. Got a long neck. <laughs> what? Do elephants even have necks? No, but giraffes do. <laughs> Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> Around 130,000 years ago, the researchers say a relatively warm and wet climate would have submerged any land connection between northeastern Asia and what's now Alaska. So ancient colonizers of North America must have reached the continent in canoes or other vessels and traveled down the Pacific coast they propose. Candidates for Southern California's Mastodon bone breakers include Neanderthals, uh, Denisovans. That one's always, the Denisovians. Yeah, that one always screws me up. Yeah, they had a football team in San Diego, but they moved. And Homo erectus, really? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Football's even older than we thought. Yeah, they're actually in Oakland. Oh, right. Uh, uh, so all of, all of which, all of those uh, various species uh, did inhabit Northeastern Asia around 130,000 years ago. Uh, less likely possibility, Holland says, is Homo sapiens, which reached southern China between 80,000 and 120,000 years ago. No hominid fossils have turned up among the mastodon remains, however. So so what would be curious with that is whose ancestors do they belong to? Do they keep going south and you know go to South America or do they stay here in North America? And Both. I mean, it's, it's, it's absolute fact that Native Americans came from Asia. Yeah, but There's I thought, absolutely no doubt about it. No I matter people, what the Mormon Church was, says. Oh yeah, yeah, we know that. But I thought there was uh, DNA differences between people that were down like the uh, uh, South America versus people in North America. From the from the like they came from a different lineage. From the tests that I've seen, they covered Alaska to Greenland and all the way to Chile. So I don't I don't know. Maybe there's some slight variation. I mean, of course, this would all have to be pre 1492 because then after that you get. Spanish, oh, yeah, Af- yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. I'm yeah. going like way back to like there's pre-Spanish invading, and this is all just me re- trying to remember bits of things I've read, and I have no expertise, but I know that there's some speculation about uh, Polynesian. Uh, there was that, then I did see a new thing on when I was watching because there's that uh, the the great Contiki where they're talking about the Polynesians moving around with their uh, boats following the current and stuff, and then later on, scientists said, nope. Yeah, it's possible that current thing is whole. It's true that works, but DNA evidence shows no, they were not related. Hmm. Who wasn't related? The Great Contiki? Yeah, the the so there the Great Contiki saying was what the Polynesians doing their island hopping and saying, hey, maybe they came here. You know, they were good boatmen. They were really good at cracking these boats. You mm-hmm. know, traveling the oceans and stuff. Mm-hmm. And his experiment proved, yeah, with their technology they had, with their resources, it was completely possible to build a boat and follow the current and land in the places where you're saying they landed. But when they went and did DNA tests on people, they're like, no, the DNA markers don't line up that you are all related. Hmm. 
So it's possible that they could have done that, but they, they could have, did but it's not. not the DNA says no. Huh. At least to breeding. Yeah. But there was a there was a mysterious migration of sweet potatoes from South South America to Polynesia at some point. Hmm. Can they build boats? Yes. Sweet potatoes? Yes. Sweet potatoes float on their own, so they just drop them in the ocean and mm-hmm. go. And they have a good eye for direction. <laughs> well, they just follow the current. <laughs> a thousand days. Well, that's what the great Contiki experiment was, saying that they didn't have How to, to make sweet potatoes? No, just, to, oh. just a boat adrift on its own making its way to the islands. A sweet potato? Yeah. Okay. They probably had sweet potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> they had to eat something. Oh, man. We're sprouting all kinds of new jokes here. <laughs> that's the one that got you guys? Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was. There was a steady buildup, and that it's a was sprout. That took us over the edge. Okay, because it was. It was the most unexpected. Because <laughs> it was the worst one. It's also how Tracy's mom says potatoes. It's potatoes. Potatoes. Oh. Yeah, potatoes. Yeah. Wow, it's a Utah funny. thing. I'm like, I've heard potato. It's potato. a lazy thing. It's yeah. She says potatoes uh, no. and pajamas. Really? Uh, Gonna put on my pajamas. <laughs> Maybe she's Arabic, like I was talking earlier. They don't, they don't do peas. They make pea sounds instead of pea sounds. They don't do peas. No, they don't have the puh sound in their alphabet. So they everything that all the puhs are buzz. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Got more for us? Yes. Yeah, uh, I'm curious to see where Ryan will take this one. Okay, well, I'm ready. Random Ryan. <laughs> uh, a fluid bit. Uh, if it, I don't know, I don't know where to go with start, that. <laughs> start that a one again. Fluid bit. A fluid-filled bag that mimics the womb kept premature lambs alive and developing normally for four weeks. Lambs that God fully intended to kill before scientists stepped in. Uh, Lambs at a gestational age equivalent to that of a 23- or 24-week-old human fetus had normal lung and brain development after a month in the artificial womb. A similar device might be ready for use in premature human babies, In three to five years, if additional animal tests pan out, study co-author Alan Flake estimates. But mark my words. Oh, they'll they'll be against it. Religious people will throw a fucking fit about this for being unbiblical or ungodly. But they have never even thought about this before. It's not an issue they're currently complaining about, just like they never cared about abortion, condoms, or gay marriage before those became possibilities. Well, they'll just throw it under the blanket of it's not natural. Right. But what I'm saying is, if this really was against God, they'd be saying, they would have been saying this from the beginning, but they're going to wait until all of a sudden it becomes a thing that that they're all, because they would never come up with this on their own. They have to wait for science to invent something and then they can throw a fit about it. No, we're not going to accept that. The and then find somewhere in the Bible that makes it sort of make sense that, okay, see, right. But they're not screaming about it now. Because it's not fucking in there, and you have to wait to figure out what you need to make shit up about before you can... (laughs) Well, you want me to throw my curveball at you? When I saw this, Mm -hmm. my first thought was the fucking Matrix. (laughs) It does... It is It's a a living creature in a sack, and you could see into it. It's a vacuum-sealed bag. And it had tubes coming out of them, like, oh, fuck, they're going to start harvesting us. Turn them into a battery. Pretty much. Oh, this is bad. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But this is not uh, the science fiction scenario of Brave New World, or The Matrix, in which humans were grown entirely in tanks, says Flake, a pediatric and fetal surgeon at the Children's Hospital. Yeah, it still needs the womb development time. It's just... Well, what do you think... So you said Christians are going to complain about this. What do you think will be their main point of contention? 
Um, well, I'm just going to say, if they complain about this, saving a child's life, but they don't complain about one being on a respira- respirator and IV fluids and stuck in a, an oxygen tank when it's premature, that's fine. But if one's a few weeks earlier and you got to throw it in one of these little bags to keep it going, keep it maturing so that way it can develop correctly, that's wrong. Yeah, you're assuming that there's no cognitive dissonance in Christians. Oh, I'm guaranteeing there is. That's why I'm like, it's... You know, two consenting adults of the same gender? No, that's not okay. Priest raping a kid? Fine. Who cares? I mean, where I see great things with this is, say, you have a mother that got into a car accident and she's expires, but there's time to recover the fetus. Like, hey, we got this. We got this way we can remove it, put it in this thing, and it can continue to grow. And that way, I guess they I see, save it if they want. So I see a potential danger in this, in that Christians won't. Won't uh, be crying heresy or this is science gone wrong or anything. They'll use it as justification to, to end abortion. Like, don't abort it. Just yeah. put it in a sack. Yeah. Zip well, lock sure. It. Yeah. You don't. You don't. You don't get an abortion anymore. You have to carry the baby until we can throw it in a sack. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That seems to make sense. So that way we can have you know a hundred thousand dollars in medical costs, then have the state pay money to get the thing adopted out. Kind of reminds me of those old boiling bags. Did you guys ever eat those? Boiling? The boiling? banquet boiling bags with the fucking mashed, Salisbury steak. Mashed potatoes. Mashed, <laughs> mashed potatoes. <laughs> potatoes. Oh. <laughs> I mean. No, it was, it was the Salisbury steaks. They just came in a bag and you would throw it in a pot of boiling water and had the gravy and the Salisbury steak. Sounds no. good. This, this is the poor food that I ate when I was a child. <laughs> I was Sounds like mac and cheese and pancakes. Oh, yeah. You haven't lived until you've had a fucking Salisbury steak <laughs> boiled in a bag. Until you, until you had a <laughs> boiled MRE. Actually, that might be better than an MRE. Yeah, right. No, but I can see Christians using this as justification for trying to, to further limit or, or trying to put further limits on access to uh, abortion. Oh, no, yeah. no, matter yeah. what, no matter what objection they make. It's going to be a restriction, of course. Yeah, they're going to object. Object. If, it, it might take them a little while to figure out the whole abortion connection, but they'll get there. Yeah. Well, they right, will. You right must promptly put it in the abortion womb, or in the in the <laughs> in the emergency womb. <laughs> that, that goes both ways. Emergency room, emergency womb. Yeah, that's why I did that stupid yeah. fucking voice. <laughs> that's not that's, stupid. That's not Matt. my normal voice. That's, I don't talk like Christians very often. Matt, nothing we do here is stupid. Not a habit I have. <laughs> and I even fucked it up too. <laughs> but no, but that does give them the other alternative. Where right now it's saying, "Don't this is get, a weird don't get an show. abortion." <laughs> this is adoption. We're starting this out this season out really strange. Well, it's the first episode where we're doing this new thing, so it's going to be little. There'll be there'll be some adjustment. I just mean I just, I'm just always weird. Yeah, yeah, I just mean like I just mean that there's Ryan all over the attitude of this show. <laughs> the, the whole <laughs> that's good. That's good. The whole energy is just fucking duffed up. <laughs> it's a good. It's a good energy. Uh, makes me feel a little I, sticky. I don't know. What is that? Why well, I, I have a weird. positive effect on pretty much everybody I'm around. Uh, well, in golf, if you're really bad, you're a duffer. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. A, a, it also refers to your ass. What? Your duff. Huh? A duff oh, is also yeah. an ass. Yeah. Oh, get off your duff. Right. Yeah. Okay. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> golf refers to your ass? What? No, just, yeah, just the duff. <laughs> huh. Um, 
Anywho, uh, Dr. Flake goes on to say that, quote, I don't view this as something that's going to replace mothers. Um, Mothers? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Technical and biological hurdles would prevent doctors from using an artificial womb to rescue premature babies younger than about 23 weeks, he says. In the United States, thousands of babies each year are born extremely premature before 28 weeks of pregnancy. Of those born at the edge of viability at 23 weeks, up to about 70% die. Many of the survivors have lung and other health problems, partly caused by efforts to keep them alive. Putting premature babies in ventilators to get oxygen into their bodies has mixed results. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the same treatment that is potentially saving their lives is also damaging their lungs. Uh, Like the real womb, the artificial one has... Uh, the artificial one also bathed lambs in the fluid needed for proper lung development. Flake's team prevents the lambs from taking a breath because even a little air might harm lung development. Flake's version of the device may not be feasible for human babies for several technical reasons, however. One barrier is that the system requires a delicate fetal surgery to connect the umbilical cord to the incubator while the baby is still attached to the mother. Few hospitals are are equipped to perform such an operation, he says. And I say, well, at least currently. But I mean, you know, if this this technology really does, I mean, not that we need any more fucking humans around, but if it does prove to be a viable option for uh, premature births, you know, um, I'm sure hospitals, at least ones that are interested in actually... Um, rather than doing religious work, actually doing life-saving work, they'll they'll get equipped. What's well, just like heart surgeries? The, like when the, that first started NIC happening, it was like very specific. Only this hospital can do it. It's only on trials. Now heart surgeries are pretty much routine. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and that's and that's how it goes. You know, as they learn more and technology catches up to what their needs are and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and the bag was clear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why it was weird. That's why it made me it's think of It's a womb with a view. <laughs> God. It, it is. Yeah, yeah. You set that all up. You should have just Googled it. I've been sitting it. here fucking stewing about that for the past couple of minutes like, this is going to be great. Well, the, well done. Since it was a clear Ziploc looking bag, that's what instantly made me think of the Matrix. That was so funny because you just jumped right. Like you didn't even, you're just like, was it a clear bag? Womb with a view. Uh, yeah. I had to stump all over that one. Uh. Hi, this is Justin Schieber, formerly of the Reasonable Doubts podcast and currently of Real Atheology. And you are listening to the Godless Revolution. I was at the Vatican once and, and at the Pontifical Academy and lecturing to some theologians. And I said to them, and I wasn't being facetious, that they had to listen to me. But I didn't have to listen to them. Because in some sense, I think to, to have a, an honest and sensible theology, you have to be consistent with the laws of physics. Right. But I don't need to know anything about purpose or, or, or ultimate purpose of the universe to understand how it works. In college, I was a philosophy major. Or was I? Who can say? Hard to tell. What's philosophy? It's a thing. Or is it? You guys get it. Or do you? Doesn't matter. Or does it? And we're closer to death. Uh, I pulled this, <laughs> I pulled this, I think it could be interesting, um, discussion prompters, but I'm not expecting that there's going to be a whole lot of actual substance here that we'll find intriguing, but apparently George Dvorsky finds these to be the most intriguing arguments for the existence of God. We, we can just go through one or two okay. right now or whatever, but. Okay. Uh. What's this guy's cred- credentials? Is he. He writes lists. Okay. 
Oh, so he works for that website, uh, BuzzFeed. BuzzFeed. Yeah, I don't, it's okay. not a BuzzFeed. I don't know. Okay. Uh, the first one he says, the very notion of an all perfect being means God has to exist. No, it doesn't. <laughs> the notion of a unicorn doesn't mean a unicorn has to exist. The who's, notion, this, who's this fucking guy again? George Dvorsky. So there's, there's, he's, he's there's basically a, saying if you think it, it's real. Yeah. So this is a classic ontological or, uh, or a priori argument. Uh, it was first articulated in 1070. In 1070. Yeah. Long Seriously? fucking time ago when people thought other crazy shit. And didn't know fucking anything? Okay. Uh, by Saint Anselm. By a saint? Another person that doesn't know fucking anything? It, could, <laughs> it might have just been an abbreviation for his first name. Oh, yeah. Street, probably. Yeah. Uh, Anselm Street. Yeah. Anselm. Anselm. You don't know. Don't uh, assume. Who argued that because we have a conception of an all-perfect being, which he defined as that than which nothing greater can be conceived. No, I can conceive of something greater. It I can conceive of that person's, almighty's person's father. Why would that be greater? Because he gave birth to him. He's bigger. Whoa. <laughs> He's older. Gods are weird. The they pe- are. The dads give birth? So, yeah. like the, so like the farther back you stretch along the history of, human, of the human timeline, we're just getting shittier and shittier going forward right the farther you the farther back you go those were the greats yeah the yeah. and the farther we we travel along you've, the you've, timeline of humanity you've it's heard just the music worse coming out you've heard the music coming out right now <laughs> is it getting better or shittier i haven't heard anything as bad as nickelback that's new and guess what they're still fucking playing okay point made <laughs> um but if you're going to give birth to a god Aren't you also a god yourself? So, in his essay, uh, Saint Anselm, he the the essay is, is titled, but I don't know how to fucking it's unpronounceable. So, uh, um, one of the things I wrote down: Saint Anselm conceived of God as being who, as a being who possesses all conceivable perfection. But if this being existed merely as an idea in our minds, then it would be less perfect than if it actually existed what so it wouldn't be as great as a being who actually existed something that would be that would thus contradict our definition of god so he's, a being who's supposed to be all perfect thus god must exist there. so he's saying that since we can conceive of it he must exist but if what we can conceive of it won't be perfect so it's not it because it is perfect so what we are conceiving of is not it He's saying that the fact the fact that we can think of such a thing yeah, demonstrates it exists and but, but, the, but he's also saying we can't think of something that's perfect. Well, no, what he's saying is that something that actually exists is greater than just the thought of something. Because so it therefore exists. God okay, exists. Yeah. But Whoa. then but that seems circular because Oh, it's yeah, it's, yeah, at, it's way at circular. least circular. There's a lot of things wrong with it. Well, because if we I mean if we imagine that it exists if we can imagine a being that is perfect, but then is made more perfect by actually existing, existing means it exists. Yeah, that doesn't make doesn't any make sense any because sense. then why would you have to imagine it in the first place? Does that make sense? Y- yeah. <laughs> um, you should not because it exists. Well, also, also, how does how does being able to imagine something have anything to do with whether it's real or not? 
Well, it doesn't. No, I know, but I mean... And, and many other theologians can argue with his definition of what this almighty God is amongst every religion and different sects of those well, religions. Well, and, and define perfection for me. Yeah. To me, perfection would be something that created us that wasn't giving us diseases and illnesses and we could all live happy and money wasn't a thing. We just could fucking be here and well, the fact bacon. Well, the fact that there are imperfections... In us. ...in a creation that was supposedly made or brought into being by a perfect being is itself a contradiction. It, yeah, it's flawed. A, a perfect being would be incapable of making flawed things, yeah. right? I, that's how mm -hmm. I would view it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He'd be incapable so, of messing up because he's perfect. So apparently there's some island somewhere where all – there's like – 500 ladies and two guys and all 500 ladies want to just have sex with everybody with you for with, well, they for, I mean, I'd, for I'd, a nickel and the two guys a, just want to give you nickels i'll give them their nickel back that that <laughs> island exists somewhere it's not and and so and it has to because i thought of it and the only way it could be better is if it really existed so therefore it does yeah right yeah so we should probably find that yeah, um, can we go I on TripAdvisor right now and find <laughs> this island? <laughs> Ryan's like, I'm going to take some vacation time. I've, I've, I've got some leave. i got some extra cash in the bank. I mean, I, I'm all ready for a trip. I'll get my passport today. <laughs> got a pocket today. full of nickels. <laughs> I, think, I, think it's called, I think it's called Five Cent Slot Island. <laughs> oh. That sounds... <laughs> oh, that was... Five Cent Slot. Really their slots are loose <laughs> on Five Cent Slot Island. <laughs> A little gambling oh. humor for you. Ugh. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't like my Nickelback joke I threw in there? Wait, there was a Nickelback oh. joke in there? <laughs> I said I'll throw back. my Nickelback. <laughs> Every time I do, it makes me laugh. <laughs> Isn't that a lyric of theirs? Uh -huh. I don't know. I don't yeah. listen to their shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's a weird argument. That is. And, that, doesn't and that's make... an interesting one to put at at his first one of her intriguing, most intriguing arguments for. I mean, I, it's I'm not, not intriguing. I'm not really it's... shitting on the guy because I don't I don't know anything about him. I, it's just a list I pulled up and I'm like, oh, that could be fun. But huh. if you don't think about stuff, if someone goes, oh, yeah, yeah, well, that's that deep. makes that makes total sense. I just now. don't think this is one of those things. I, yeah. I, I, I don't think not to... I, I think this one is it's not intuitive. Like you hear it and you're like, that's not how things work yeah but like we said earlier people think wrestling's real <laughs> well what's next on his list something must have caused the universe to exist something okay yeah this is this is already starting out very strong like just the fact that it had to exist yeah this is the the classic first cause argument yeah Blech. um garbage Philosophers call one, this one the first cause argument or the cosmological argument. And early advocates of this line of reasoning included Plato, Aristotle, and St. Thomas Aquinas. Ugh. One of the great thinkers of the Middle Ages. <laughs> yeah, that says a lot, right? Yeah, the guy, that, the guy that also claimed to fly around the nave of Notre Dame Cathedral. That fucking wackadoodle. Uh-huh. All right. It's predicted on the assumption that every event must have a cause and that cause in turn must have a cause and on and on and on. So already they're locking themselves into a special pleading corner. <laughs> yes, they are because, uh, well, what? I'll let yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, you know, I stopped myself too because like, hello. I'm like, I can already poke <laughs> so many fucking holes in this. Assuming, assuming there's no 
end to this regression of causes. Yeah, infinite regression. Uh, this succession of events would be infinite. Oh, okay. <laughs> but an infinite series of causes and events doesn't make sense. A causal loop cannot exist, nor a causal chain of infinite length. There's got to be something, some kind of first cause that... An unmoved mover? Yeah, that is that is itself uncaused. So there's the special pleading. Yeah. Uh, this would require some kind of unconditioned or supreme being, which the philosophers... Why does it God. have to be a being? Right. Why does it why does there have to be an uncaused cause? <sighs> this is this is some William Lane Craig yes, it is. bullshit. It is. Um so basically what they're trying to it's almost like they I mean and I'm sure they did if St. Thomas Aquinas is in this group. They started with God and worked backwards. How yeah. do, how can we make this how can we make him the uh, the originate uh, original point, you know, from all this cuz with special rules. Yeah, they are. That's what they're doing. They're, you know, they're, they're creating it. Yeah. They, they've, they've put this argument together and then, and then at some point they realized they had an infinite regress and they were like, well, fuck. Uh, oh, well, God, God doesn't pleading. need a cause. It's not special pleading because it's just the case. It's like, how <laughs> is can, it? I can hear fucking William yeah. Lane Craig in his whiny little voice doing that. Like, how is it not just the case that the universe is always fucking dead? Yeah, so that's the thing. They've they've only moved it they've only moved the argument a step back because why call it God? Why 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 do we need to add all this extra stuff? If we if we have this situation as we see it, okay, let's say we do have a first cause. How do you get to God from that? Yeah. And Velenkin says uh, yeah, <laughs> it, it always reminds me whenever I hear him doing that shit during debates, it reminds me of that fucking that little toy that everybody had when they were a kid with the different animals around it. And it had the arrow that would point to the different uh -huh. animals. And back in my day, <laughs> there was a pull string on it. And then, you know, you and, kids and you kids and having to have safety things. Now it's a big lever that you I pull instead one. where you point it to the animal. And then you, yeah. nowadays you pull the lever and it's the cow says, <laughs> Oh, but I don't That's, Every time I yeah. watch a debate with William Lane Craig, that pops up in my mind because of the way he says that shit. Hmm. That's interesting. But um, I do got to wonder if we'll ever see past the event horizon of our universe. No, we can't. Yeah. We, I know we can't, but if they found a way to do like right now, we can't. It's an impossibility with. Well, it. It would be an impossibility. Space is expanding at an ever increasing rate. True. And that's one thing I was, I was watching. Uh, I can't remember. Uh, what was his name? I was listening to talk the other Lawrence day. Lawrence Krauss? Yeah, it was Lawrence Krauss when he was on Joe Rogan's podcast yeah. and he blew Joe Rogan's mind. I was like, holy shit. He's <laughs> like, goes, there <laughs> is stuff faster than the speed. Blow Joe Rogan's True. mind. But it's funny when it blows his mind. He's like, what? What? No, that's me. Because <laughs> I was doing that. Uh, when he was talking about, you know, the, the fact that there are things faster than the speed of light, mm -hmm. it's, you know, and space itself, the space, space itself is faster than light. So he's like, yeah. so we'll never be able to see beyond that because it's faster than the light. Wait, so does that it's mean expanding faster? Yeah, it's expanding faster than, the, it's faster yeah. than the light will be able to reach so back the, to us. So those planets and stars out there are moving with the fabric of space time beyond the speed of light. So the fabric of space time is moving faster than yeah, the, the speed of light. So you'll never be able to itself. see. Yeah, the space itself. Right, and everything contained therein, I assume. Uh-huh. So those planets and stars are moving faster than the speed of light. Nope. No. 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 Okay. No. Just it makes the space. perfect they, sense. They are moving, but the space, it's, it's, like, it's like putting 
Um, it's like a surfer. I think he he was a surfer. It's like the wave might be moving faster than the guy riding the wave. It's like the water is moving faster than the guy riding the wave. The wave the wave is space, and the is the guy is the planet. True? That's well. It was is what true that the wave moves the water underneath the surfer moves faster than the surfer. I know. I thought I heard him. He was trying to use a. He was trying to say I can't something like what that. I, I, I thought used, that, I, but... for some reason I thought that was the analogy he was trying to use, saying like the water underneath the surfer is moving faster. But well, and, I mean, you can you can imagine a boat in in a a toy boat in a big tub, right? Where toy you're boat, moving toy water, boat, toy boat, toy boat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> where you're moving water away from it. The yeah. water itself is just the material that is holding that boat in place. The boat yeah, yeah, doesn't yeah. have to move at the same speed as the material underneath or around it. Mm-hmm. Does that make you, sense? And if you push water, okay. the water's going to move faster and it's going to drag the boat a little bit with it. Right. But it but the boat itself doesn't have to move as it's fast, fast as, as the, the water. water. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's not it's not tied to that to that underlying uh, matter. Mhm. It's not tied, you know, galaxies and planets and everything aren't tied to the matter around them. Yeah. That's just where they happen to exist. And since we can only see the light that returns mm-hmm. and the space around it is expanding faster, we'll never be able to see beyond the edge of that space. Mm-hmm. And at some point in the distant future, we'll not be able to see anything outside yeah. our own galaxy. So, But that's where I wonder, you know, if it's... We live in very interesting times. That's great. <laughs> if, you know, is it, but is that space considered dark matter? We live in a time we went- where we can observe... The, soon we're not going to be able to observe these things. That's really cool. Well, not in our time, mm. but in about another billion years. <laughs> well, yeah. But previous, I mean, oh yeah, it wasn't yeah. too long ago that we couldn't couldn't see, see out it at all. Space and and I mean, the f- witness and realize these things. Now we can, and we can realize that there will come a day when we won't be able to do that anymore. Yeah. What our first satellites we put up to actually see stuff in outer space was nineteen late seventies. Well, no, 70s was Voyager 1 went up in like 74 yeah. or something. I have no idea. And I thought it was... Did you love the 70s? Early 80s <laughs> when the first the telescopes 70s. went up. <laughs> I thought you were in the bathroom for that whole thing. Most of it? Uh, Maybe I listened to the show. Maybe you know. came in. No, I haven't released that bit yet. Have I? Did I put the 70s thing out? I don't think I did. I don't know. I think that. I think I've reserved that as part of a special Patreon deal. Oh. Well, pardon me. That uh, people who are patrons of the show will have access. They can't to. wait to hear Dan's opinions on the 70s. <laughs> we did our own version of that 70s show. This is Danielle Moscato, civil rights activist, trans woman, extraordinaire, and public speaker. You are listening to Godless Revolution, and I hope you enjoy the show. Why don't you take something away from people? From 95, that gives meaning to 95% of the American people and replace it with something that gives meaning to just 5% of the American people? Ha! Well, um, what an incredibly stupid question. Um, <laughs> uh, first, first, I've said repeatedly that this stuff cannot be taken away from people. It is their favorite toy and it will remain so... <laughs> As, lo- as Freud said, in the future of an illusion, it will remain that way as long as we're afraid of death and have no problem, which is, I think, likely to be quite a long time. Second, I hope I've made it clear <clears throat> that I'm perfectly happy for people to, to have these toys and to play with them at home and hug them to themselves and so on and share them 
with other people who come around and play with the toys. So that's absolutely fine. They are not to make me play with these toys. Okay? I will not play with the toys. Don't bring the toys to my house. Don't say, my children must play with these toys. Don't say, my toys might be a condom. Here we go again. I'm not allowed by their toys. I'm not going to have any of that. Enough with clerical and religious bullying and intimidation. Is that finally clear? Have I got that across? Thank you. Rejoining the Godless Revolution podcast now. Let's do some logical fallacies, shall we? Okay. We've done some of these before, but it's way back, so... I mean, we got our whole wall. Yeah, we got a wall, or a poster. Um, so, I'll just go... I have an alphabetical-ish list of uh, common fallacies. Okay. So, we start with ad hominem, which is, like, all over the internet. Well, it's one yeah. that people get confused all the time. And I have been guilty of... Saying something was an odd ham, odd, at odd hominem. It was an odd hominem. That's me, and it really wasn't. No, I've I've in the past before I really figured out what an ad hominem was. I have accused somebody of using an ad hominem attack or fallacy when in fact they were not. Ah, uh, so this defines it as, uh or that ad hominem translates as to the man and refers to any attack. Sexist bullshit. Whoa, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ad hominem a woman. <laughs> and re- refers to any attacks on the person's advancing the argument rather than on the validity, validity of the evidence or logic. It's the one thing to say that I don't, it's one thing to say that I don't agree with you, but it's another to say that I don't like you and you're wrong because I don't like you. Evil people often make valid claims and good people often make invalid claims. So separate the claim from the person. Like the, um, like the emotional appeal, the validity of the argument has utterly nothing to do with the character of those presenting it. Ad hominem attacks are the meat and potatoes of political campaigns. Uh, but this is because we are, in fact, debating over who to vote for. Once the votes have been cast, however, we do well to focus on the logic and evidence, not those speaking the argument. So, example would be uh, Sodom can't have WMDs because George Bush said he does and he's a liar. Sodom must have WMDs because the UN can't find them. What? Does that make sense? No. Say that one again. Sodom must have WMDs because the UN can't find them. Because he's he has them. I don't know. Well, I mean, you'd, I don't know. That one seems weird. Like, you would have to stretch that out to think that clearly if the UN can't find them, then they're... it's because they're a bunch of incompetent nincompoops. So, if they can't find them... It must mean that they actually exist. That yeah, that yeah. One I don't seems, know about that one. That one seems I, I would like a say bad if, example. If the UN went and looked for something and don't find it, it means it ain't fucking there. Yeah, hmm. it's it's yeah. That that's a really terrible example. I thought it was gonna be something about you know he's such a bad guy he probably he must have WMDs you know what I mean but it didn't really okay this other this next one's better. Who cares if the French oppose invading Iraq? They wouldn't. They haven't won a war in centuries. That's where the glass boat thing came from. <laughs> Cheese eating surrender monkeys. <laughs> Say that so, one again. Who, who cares if the French oppose invading Iraq? 
They haven't won a war in centuries. That seems more like a non-sequitur. Or just trying to insult France for not having a war to fight. Yeah, that that seems like another poor example. I would that I think like that one, the two aren't really. I think that one counts. Yeah, I mean it could, but it it's still. Yeah, I mean you you it doesn't serve as a good like if you're trying to establish what an ad hominem is, and you're using the last two examples that they're that are given here. I can see why so many people would be confused yeah. as to what they are. That one works for me. I mean, you're shitting on their military for not winning, and you're using that as a way to say that their argument for opposing the invasion of Iraq is invalid. Because they wouldn't win Yeah, they, anyway. don't, they don't know anything about war because they suck at it. So therefore, if they oppose the Iraq war, who fucking cares? We should go do it. You know? Uh, okay, Dan doesn't like that one. Yeah. I think it's- It's better than, it's better than the one prior. Yeah, but... I, don't, I can't even make sense of that one, but- so Saddam can't have WNDs because George Bush said he does and he's a liar. That one works for you? That one works for me. Because it's because attacking the person. Yeah, because uh-huh. you're saying that A cannot be true because B because of something unrelated to the facts surrounding A, you're you're simply going after the person making the assertion. But or making the, same, the claim. That's the same in the third one too. But it, that's why it sounds like a non sequitur. Well, it's 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 like attacking and, and it may be also a non sequitur. Yeah. They're not they're not exclusive. What, so. would, would attacking Ted Cruz because his father was the Zodiac killer and also part of the <laughs> Kennedy assassination be a good one? Yes. Yeah, Ted Cruz would be a bad leader because he's poor at hiding his his, his his identity as the Zodiac Killer. And his dad killed Kennedy. And his wife is hideous. Uh, oh, wait, Heidi. Heidi is what her name is. Hey, Heidi. <laughs> he attacked Heidi and my beautiful daughters. You keep them out of this. <laughs> it's like George Bush Sr. That was very Bushian, yes. Is Ooh. he dead yet? He's, he's, the he's, he's on his way out. He looks... He looked like he was. Yeah, because I saw that photo with him and his. Uh, and it was well. There's a photo of him and his son. Hey. Yeah, he looks. He looks George Junior. Dead already. Yeah, he wasn't looking good. And I saw the one photo with him and Clinton together, and Clinton ain't looking too good nowadays either. Eh, he's still Is got. It? She she looks pretty bad, huh? Some no, mojo. B- the Billy Clinton. <laughs> oh. It was. It was all the the living presidents are all going to go visit him right now. It seems like when the, all the old the other living presidents are coming to visit a dying president, it's not a good sign. Somebody gave them all a call and said, "He's seeing dead relatives. <laughs> Come and say your final goodbyes." He said George Washington visited him last night. <laughs> Lincoln's coming tomorrow. Well, he keeps having imaginary conversations with Ronnie. And you know what happens when dead presidents visit soon to be dead presidents. Then the soon-to-be-dead president is Will going be dead. to be dead soon. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. Bring out your dead. Should we do one more? Yes. Okay. The affirming the consequence fallacy. Uh, this is a fairly difficult fallacy to understand or spot. Great. <laughs> affirming the consequence. Mm-hmm. Okay. It is categorical in nature and essentially means reversing an argument or putting the cart before the horse, meaning reversing or confusing the general category with the specific subcategory. Uh, note that in this fallacy, the premise, the premises or reasons are actually correct and or valid. The error is found between the premises and conclusion. Fantastic. It's not too tough when you see the examples, actually. Usually the error, error occurs because we incorrectly assume that the premise was a sufficient condition. 
when in fact it was only a necessary condition, one of many conditions necessary to prove the conclusion. So in order for it to be valid, it has to be necessary and sufficient. So, okay. so in this case, it's not, it's, uh, not sufficient. It's just necessary. So exam- what if it was sufficient, but not necessary? Then it's also invalid. Can that be a thing? Can you be sufficient, but not necessary? Um, I would just consider that to be an extra. Sufficient. Yeah. Good enough, but not needed. Hmm. Yeah. It's like, it's not needed for this argument, but it still proves my point. Well, how can it be good enough if it's not needed in the yeah, first I place? I don't know. Huh. It's like uh, a pinch hitter. So examples of affirming the consequence would be premise, ducks are birds. Premise, ducks swim in water. Premise, Uh, chickens are birds. Conclusion, chickens swim in the water. So it's the holy grail argument. (laughs) Yeah. With the witch. Yep. Well, their premises were were flawed in that, in the holy, in the arguments about her being a witch in the holy grail. Yeah, but if a witch, yeah, that's what I'm saying, the whole thing's flawed, but if a witch... Floats. I got it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> duck floats and wood floats. And this is and... not my nose. Yeah. <laughs> it's a false one. So in this in this example, the fallacy is that not all birds swim in water, obviously. Swimming is neither a necessary nor sufficient condition to be. To the, determine if something is a bird. Yeah, yeah. To be the thing. Bird. Yeah. Okay. So it's not that hard. Oh. Like if someone was, I, I, I actually could imagine this would be really difficult to spot in a more complex, like nobody's going to say chickens are birds, therefore they swim. Like, you know, that's obviously not true. I mean, it works well for the example, but if this was like in a complex conversation, that would be fucking hard to see, I bet. Let's do another example. Well, yeah, as you're too. rambling stuff off. Yeah. And- like a loon can't take off from land. Okay. Did you know that? <laughs> Can it land from takeoff? <laughs> no, it's actually kind of. I like watching your expression more than anything. <laughs> huh? It's actually kind of sad because a bunch of loons like died I can here. See it, and, uh, I can see it just spreading in waves of, of wrinkles <laughs> I, I, I across your forehead because yeah. I'm bald. <laughs> no, a bunch of loons ended up dying in Utah four or five years ago uh-huh. because they thought that the the little bit of like the the quarter inch of water out on the salt flats was a, a body of water, and they landed in it, and they couldn't take off. Because the loon, the way the loon's body weights all forward, uh-huh. so it actually doesn't really stand up on its back legs. It can't stand up for long. So it basically, if it goes on land, it's basically on its chest. So when it landed in the salt flats, it couldn't get back up and fly again. So could they only be on water or in the air? Pretty much. Not on land. Huh. That's yeah, loony. It is. It's maybe that's what they call loons. Like you can't go on land, you fucking loony. Yeah. <laughs> they really yeah, you really only you see when you see them on land, if they're if they're on it, they're doing like a chest bump. Like they'll flip they'll push themselves with their back legs and they're on their chest pretty much the whole time. Hmm. It's loony. Yeah, Minnesota's penguins. <laughs> <laughs> but penguins are cool. <laughs> loons are cool. They make cool noises. All right. So here's another example of the affirming the consequence fallacy. Premise, you loved you loved The Matrix. I did, oh, yeah. indeed. It's a great movie. But not the third one. Premise, Keanu Reeves mm. is in The Matrix. Yeah. Premise, Keanu Reeves is in Speed. Conclusion, you love Speed. True. Well. One or two. It helps me get through the day in a hurry. <laughs> Crystal um, Speed. <laughs> That's a good example. I did like John Wick. Yeah, so the. I haven't seen number two yet. I haven't seen it either. Ah, I need to see must. it. Again. That's why I said John Wick. The first one is really good. Yeah. 
Um, and here's a third example. And this one is actually relevant, uh, f- fairly relevant because this is something that we heard over and over and over again from the right. Oh, I thought you were looking at me weird. Like, what did I do? Oh, no, not this time. <laughs> uh, premise, Obama wants nationalized health care. Premise, the Nazis had nationalized health care. Yeah. Conclusion. Obama's a Nazi. National health national care will make us all Nazis. Or, yeah, Obama is a Nazi. Well, for one, well, we're not in Germany. Doesn't matter. <laughs> health care. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, so national health care is not a sufficient reason to define the category of Nazism any more than any more than does swims in water define the category for birds. Mm-hmm. In fact, the exception of the USA, in fact, with the exception of the USA, every country that fought against the Nazis now has nationalized health care. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, editor's which, note, Obama does not, in fact, want to nationalize health care. Which, ironically, nationalized health care came out after World War II. Hmm. And a, a Hitler innovation, perhaps. It might have just been a, well. And to be but, honest, the U.S. was one of the few countries which wasn't completely devastated and bombed during World War II. Yeah, yet we we had the worst recovery period <laughs> out of any of the countries that were, except for maybe Poland, which still sends its their immigrants to D- Spike and Dan. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> Thank you to everybody who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher and are following us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And to all our Patreon patrons, you make the show possible. My name is Dr. Karen Garst. I am the author of Women Beyond Belief, Discovering Life Without Religion. I also have a blog at www.faithlessfeminist.com. You can find me on Facebook at Faithless Feminist and Twitter. I'm at Karen underscore Garst. And you are listening to the Godless Revolution. This is a, a point I've made before, and I, I don't think it's original with me. I think other people have made it. But my my claim is that if Trump were one tenth as bad, he would appear much worse because, like everything he does, is is appearing against a background of so many lies and so much craziness that you can barely even weight its value. From the White House to the pews, this is Rebel News. Our buddy Roy Moore is back in the news. We need Ro- we not- need Roy less. Am I right, guys? Am <laughs> yeah. I right? <laughs> yeah, we need it. We need a lot less of this guy for sure. He's the Jew. This comes to us from he's Hemant, the Jew. Hemant Mehta <laughs> at pretty, the yeah, Friendly nice. Atheist blog. Says that Roy Moore, the judicial activist who routinely acts like the Bible matters more than the Constitution when it comes to legal issues, and he announced today that he would run for the U.S. Senate. <sighs> Which is going to be exciting. It's going to be great. He wants the seat that once belonged to Jeff Sessions. Jefferson Beauregard. Sessions. Well, they both belong to the same clan, so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jeff Sessions is now serving as the attorney general and is temporarily being held by a Luther Strange. That makes no sense at all. <laughs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> we got to save him. <laughs> Jeff Sessions is being held by Luther Strange. <laughs> Wait, this, is this a fucking Marvel thing that I don't know about? Oh, yeah. Luther. <laughs> okay. I totally, I totally fucked that up. Let me try this again. 
He wants the seat that once belonged to Jeff Sessions, now the Attorney General, and is temporarily being held by Luther Strange. That's okay. still very awkward wording. Yeah, it, but is. it is. The seat is being held yeah. by Luther In the Strange. Interim until Sessions. the next election. <laughs> the primaries for this off cycle seat will take place on take place on August fifteenth, with the general election happening on December twelfth. Hmm. Quote I'll stand for the rights and liberties of the people. Uh, some people. Moore said to reporters gathered at the state capitol, this is my favorite. You're going to love it. No, we're not. My position has always been God first, family, then country. So you have absolutely no business in a position of uh, public office. Correct. If God is your first priority, become a fucking pastor or minister. Yeah. Yep. Yep, and family's his second, then country. No, sorry. Yeah, that should be disqualifying for yep. somebody who's running for a public office position. Yep, especially with his version of God. I share the vision of President Donald Trump to make America great again. Oh, God. We can make America great again. We've got to make America good again. Wait. Now he's settling? He's already settling? Yeah. No, I'm I'm guessing that the Make America Good Again is a reference to his religious beliefs. Yeah. Oh, we've strayed morally, too far, right. Morally good. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We've strayed too far from God's teachings. We need to get back to good, like the good book tells us. Right. Back when we were racist, sexist, homophobes. Yes. Yeah. Sure. As for which rights and liberties he will stand for, we have no idea. Yes, we do. <laughs> yeah. We know full well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do. With him, the answer usually depends on which religion you are. Moore, as you might recall, was recently suspended for the second time from the state's Supreme Court, where he served as chief justice after he told probate judges they didn't have to issue same-sex marriage licenses. Hmm. But how does he get a second time in there? Oh, that's right. Dipshits fucking voted, voted him back for in. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll, Which is and, why I say he's got a good chance to get the Senate. They'll vote this dipshit back into the fucking office. Oh when yeah, he's been kicked out of it. Yeah, and somehow, somehow, makes no sense. Democrats can't even get together long enough to fucking stop Donald Trump from getting into the Oval Office, but Alabama can pool all seven of their IQ points to vote this fucking guy in. <laughs> oh. God damn it, Democrats. The United States Supreme Court has already ruled that those licenses are legal and that government officials can't get in the way of that. He also made headlines more than a decade ago when he installed a Ten Commandments monument in the state courthouse in the dead of night and refused to move, remove it. Mm-hmm. You would think that a man who holds such contempt for the Constitution wouldn't have a chance in a Senate election, but this is Alabama. Yes. Moore has a lot of name recognition in the state. Yes. That makes him a tough candidate to beat. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I didn't think it was possible for Sessions to be replaced by someone whose views are even more despicable than his, <laughs> but leave it to Alabama to find a way. Uh, yep. 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 This is the Alabama way. Roll Tide. This is uh, this is the the more aggressive twin of Jeff Sessions. Roll tide yeah. of bigotry and injustice. Yeah. So that's exciting. Something to look forward to. I don't know if it, how exciting uh, it is. Well, it's gonna be it's gonna be a shit show. Man, I mean 
I, we we keep kind of waiting for this pendulum swing to come back, but it just seems like this time it's really just pushing hard right. All, oh, yeah. just, it's still swinging hard right. Well, and like you mentioned, a lot of that is because people who are opposed to assholes like this are too busy fighting with each other over ridiculous fucking nonsense. Well, you said this that I could be taken out of context and it hurts my feelings and so I hate you now. And I will never work with you, and I'm going to talk about that exclusively or devote so much fucking time to that that I'm not concentrating on assholes like yeah. Roy Moore. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, we're on the same fucking team. Just because someone didn't throw the ball to you doesn't mean you got to have a fucking hissy fit. I see atheists arguing with each other yeah. more than they argue with theists these days. That's so fucking disheartening. Mm-hmm. I wonder if I wonder if there's, there's going conspiracy theory here. Mm-hmm. Secret undercover theists. Russians have infiltrated the atheist community as bots online and are making comments as people who are wanting to choose fights with other atheists. I wasn't going to go that far. I was just going to say Christians are joining atheist groups and becoming very formidable atheists. That way they can get the atheists to argue with each other. I almost went and named some names there. (laughs) I was like, oh, that's a bad idea. (laughs) Because you just said not to do that shit. Yeah, don't fucking do that shit. Anyway. Yeah. yeah, fuck that guy. In particular. Uh-huh. Matt's favorite cross cap uh. wearing <laughs> cap wearing with a cross on it. Cross Holy shit, you get a wearing. fucking David Smalley sigh out of me from this. <laughs> <laughs> I still want to get that hat and make it put an upside down cross on it. You oh, could probably I wonder custom if hats. Yeah. I wonder if it's just embroidered on there. Yeah, I think it it well, looks, if it's it, embroidered onto the hat itself or if it's like a patch that's just it, sewn it looks, on. It looks like it's embroidered. Yeah, it's yeah. just a custom order thing. Because if it were a patch, then you could just unstitch it from the hat, flip it over, and sew but, it on again. But you know what I'd really hate? If I custom ordered an embroidered hat with an upside-down cross on it, and they're like, oh, he put that the wrong way. Let's fix that. We're going to fix that for and you. And I get it, and it's and it's and it's the wrong way up from the way I wanted it. And I'm huh. like, no, you fucking asshole. Well, then you can contact them, tell them they fucked up the order. More than likely, they would say... Well, they, they, they may have you return the hats. A lot of the time they would just say, okay, we'll keep the hats. We'll fix your order, send mm. you some new ones. And then you'll have like this whole box full of hats that you could burn Dave Dobbenmeyer in effigy. True. Wait, are you going to be ordering a box full of these? I was only just planning on ordering hat. one. Yeah. You order one? Yeah, expensive one hat. How many hats can I wear at a time? Yeah. Is that what you do? When you buy stuff online, you're just like, give me a box of those. Well, you order stuff well, for like the atheist yeah, booth. Yeah, and I stuff. order stuff for atheists of Utah and, <laughs> oh. and other things. So it's yeah, I guess that makes sense. I order well, and you know, the more you order, the cheaper it is per yeah. unit. So well, if you can get some of those hats for the booth, and I say I order, I've placed <laughs> maybe one or two orders. It's all fucking Tracy. Yeah. Tracy does all that shit. She's awesome. You guys have no idea how much shit she does in the background. We know. Yeah, they don't. No, but. Crosscap guy. Dave Dowell. All right. Well, there's a lot of stuff that's going on around us. I want you to know it, it don't sound right. Yeah, it's yeah. You. And only the Holy Spirit can fine-tune us. Only the Holy Spirit will enable us to see things that others cannot see. And I want to show you a couple things. See, we're being set up. I love this. Oh, go ahead, Dan. I was just going to say, I want to show you something that sounded like he Leave should be saying. He would be saying that to somebody from the back of a windowless van. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I want to show you something. I just I love I love this whole idea of like I mean obviously we know that that I mean this guy believes it I'm sure he does but we know that people are putting these 
various attributes out there and uh, and and giving it to these nothingnesses, you know, like he's saying, only this Holy Spirit can fine tune us. And, you know, and now he's going into this so perfectly human thing about, I see what's going on. You, you guys don't. are idiots. I see what's happening. And only the Holy Spirit can tell. Now he's saying that he's so much more uh, ac- acutely aware of everything that's going on about he's so all much more these idiots. Yeah. And that's the Holy Spirit that's doing that. And guess what, buddy? Every fucking human thinks they know better than everybody else. Well, I do. Everybody thinks that. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, and I everybody mean, in Ryan's case, it's true. But yeah, everybody but you is a terrible driver, and every driver thinks that. Yeah, yeah. Remember, scriptures tell us that if it were possible, Roger, the very elect. The scriptures say Roger. Yes, <laughs> I don't remember seeing that anywhere in any of the scriptures. <laughs> and like, Wilco, <laughs> it's like Zechariah ten three. <laughs> and if it be possible, Roger. <laughs> Over and out. <laughs> Oh wait, that, sure. wait, did I say it was Zachariah 10:4? I should have. <laughs> <laughs> the very elect themselves would be deceived if it were possible. So it must be possible. What? Wait. Go back. It is may, he, it is may he not just, be possible, buddy. Is he just covering it, one of the fallacies we talked about earlier? And also, what are the elect? I, uh, oh, I, let me go out on a limb here. You're one of them. <laughs> Aren't you, buddy? You're one of them. <laughs> So it must be possible. And I want to show, show you something, how they're sneaking up on us. Hey, Jared, just scroll down. They're sneaking up on us. Yep. And so he just said us. So he's an elect. They're sneaking Wait. up on us, but they must be doing a really shitty job of sneaking up on people. His his screen had their Google Hangout URL pop up on it. Oh, yeah. You can go to his website and oh, join his, on there. Oh. his thing. Yeah. I thought it like, It's hey. scheduled and you can join. And that's why you have all of these random dummies. Let's join. Down here for at the a bottom. show, just join his Let's thing. Join. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Jared, just scroll down there. I want to. I want to point out. I'm not going to open these these uh, links up. Just scroll on down it, Jared, and I want to show you Steve Quayle. This is a great website to visit, by the way. I go here every morning. Keep going on down, Jared Evans. He has <laughs> stories that are always listed. Here we go. Stories that are always listed catch my eye. So let's just stay there, man. Stay right there, Jared. You don't have to click on it. But yeah, stay right there, Jared, because some of these headlines are pretty interesting. Gotham Shield commences what happens now, intriguing filming, intriguing timing surrounding a new military drill yeah. in the United States called Operation Gotham Shield has Freedom sparked the- concerns yeah. and brought back the infamous false flag watch. Oh, wow. Unearthing the lost world of the cloud eaters. We're not fantasizing about the collapse of society. We're just getting ready for it. Compelling wow. evidence of the incursions of giants. Wow. Europe Europe crop losses, record snow and cold with more in May. You got Trump. So clearly well, there's no climate change. <laughs> no. 16 individuals pulling giant carcass with ropes. <laughs> <laughs> then we got active volcanoes. Yeah, prophetic there's a bunch, words there's given a bunch to of Steve over the years. Who the fuck is Steve and how does why does he get all the prophetic words? <laughs> prophetic words given to Steve over the years. <laughs> Here, but who's the, your prophet? Steve. Steve. <laughs> He's at the bar. The the thing is, like, these guys are so far to the right that they got to find sites like this to even to even talk about anything that lines up with what they believe. 
You know, yeah, like and they're, and they're scouring... so unskeptical that that they have no idea what's. Yeah, it's a bunch of credulous dipshits sitting in a room scouring the internet for shit that confirms what they want to believe. Yeah, or just writing fake news. Yeah, and they and they find these fucking corny gumbo sites that are just packed full of flashing stuff and so cheap looking. He probably made this website. <laughs> That's why he goes it every morning. He's no, got to put dude, up his new fake shit. This guy's a fucking Christian bro. He doesn't he doesn't make websites. Well, look here. Look here. I click on that one, Jared. At least highlight that like you were doing. No, back up, man. <laughs> Go back up the top. There it is. Daily Mail. Go down the one below. Right there. Daily Mail. Here it comes. Have aliens lived <laughs> on Earth? <laughs> nope. Ancient technological species may have... This is from the Daily Mail. Yeah, we May know. have existed on our planet billions of years before humans, scientists claim. You Okay, you get what they're doing? Do you get what they're doing here? Do you understand? Is he going to go ancient aliens on I us? I think he's going no. ancient aliens on us. Is he? I, th- I think he's going to say that billions of years is bullshit. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even thinking along that line. Well, understand what's going on? They're setting us up. For the appearance of these, I believe, extra-dimensional beings. Oh, shit, he is. What's a being? Um, extra, it's, it's, oh, it's Microsoft's yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's the uh, extra-dimensional beings. Yeah, <laughs> it, you find photos on it. <laughs> that are going to come as our rescuers, the ones who are going to rescue the world, and the very elect himself, if it's possible, would be, would be deceived. Now, you don't have to open that what? up, but if you want to... You can go there. You can find out, man, that is unbelievable, huh? Yeah, huh? Yeah, totally and completely unbelievable. Yeah, starting with the first two words, Daily Mail. Yeah, and I can't (laughs) believe that aliens would go from raping us in the butt with probes to saving us. Yeah, that's hard to believe, isn't it? And killing our cows and making circles in our crop fields. They kill all of our crops. They stick probes in your butt. They kill your cattle, and now they want to save you. Well, maybe Sounds like a god to me. Maybe on their planet, they just mow their lawns in circles, and they were trying to help on our farms. But what's you don't with the, know. What's with the probing and cow killing? A species oh. so advanced it can travel the light years it would take to get here to Earth. To shove something in your to butt. To shove something in your ass. <laughs> and trick Christians. The very elect, even, if they could be tricked. This has a fucking fantasy Now, novel. let's go. Let's, there's another one, Jared. Look, uh, go down to part four. Unearthing the lost world. Of cloud eaters. Look at this. What the fuck is a cloud eater? Does he even know what a cloud no, I, is? I, you know, we read those uh, as a joke, and he's literally, I, he's actually going to. I, I quit the show. I quit the fucking show right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, let's hear what the cloud eaters got to say. Evidence of the incursions of giants. The Extraordinary uh, Technology and Imminent Return. This is an article. Click on that, Jared, if you can, real quick. Oh, we're going Folks, to let- it. If you if you can figure out how to operate a mouse, Jared, you fucking troglodyte. I like that he's wearing a t-shirt, which I can only assume is Hillary for prison. Yeah. But all we can see in it's his fucking Hillary. cam is Hillary. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, listen. See, I got my, my stethoscope's working. I said, wait, wait a minute, where'd this come from? Where'd this come from all of a sudden? And what they're finding, talking about is unearthing a lost world of the cloud eaters. The cloud eaters were the giants. Folks, this kind of stuff is now falling into mainstream uh, 
thought. Mainstream media. Mainstream. No, no, it's really not. I don't even know what fucking weird ass website this is. It is not mainstream. No. And why would they have to call them? Why didn't they just call them giants instead of cloud eaters? Because they're dumb. Mainstream <laughs> science, and we're not. Okay, okay, we're not catching. It. I knew he was going to say that next. I knew he was going to say that next. No, fuck you, Dave. Fuck you. You don't get to say that it falls into mainstream science. You don't accept fucking science. And why do you care that all of a sudden now, when you get to use it for credibility for your stupid fucking conspiracy website, all of a sudden now it's beneficial to say that it's falling into mainstream science? No, fuck you, Dave. You don't get to do that. <laughs> science doesn't want you anyway. Extreme science, and we're yeah. not we're not catching up with it. And all that stuff that L.A. Marzulli and that uh, Russ Dizdar talk about, Russ talks about the MK Ultras and satanic ritually abused children, all that kind of stuff. It all that fucking nonsense yeah. is right before our face. Fuck you, Dobbin Meyer. <sighs> I don't think I I don't think my blood pressure can handle this guy every week. <laughs> <laughs> I I fucking hate when Christians do that. They uh, complain about science. They whine about it because it doesn't. It's reality is left leaning, and they and they object to science in almost every way, except for when they find some obscure website, yeah. and then and then they forget that they hate science, and all of a sudden they're just like, oh, yeah, this is, science backs us up on this. So it's fallen into mainstream science. Our beliefs are scientific. No, you don't get to have it both ways. And is it actually science? There's a lot of of, uh, of course it's not. Well, yeah, because there's a lot of well, there's a lot of websites out there and and, and publications that claim to be peer reviewed publications. And I was watching a guy who was doing a talk on them. He goes, "Here, we submitted these articles to this. They say nothing, but yet they were admitted to this this website, this this publication as being certified science and peer reviewed and true." It's like, no, this is. We said nothing in these. It's a jumble of words that means absolute shit. Yet you're accepting this as peer-reviewed science and publishing it. This means your your publications are. I bullshit. read the headline. That's all I really need to do, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's getting to a point where not only do you have to, if you look at a peer-reviewed study, you have to look at who's putting out the peer-reviewed study to make sure it's from an actual notable peer-reviewed group. If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL, or Twitter the twatter at TGR Podcast. Thank you! I think we played Rick Joyner last week, didn't we? I think so. We Uh, have another fun clip from him uh, this week. I'm going to end up dislocating my vocal cords. (laughs) Recent, he says, recent power outages were a warning from God about the dangers of an EMP attack. Oh, okay. my, my power more, didn't go more, out. More Christians with superpowers. Well, my power didn't go out at all. So is this just a regional thing, or is this a worldwide thing? Well, and it's funny too that like they they they're using he he's again using science, right? Yeah, we know what an EMP sort of, is. Yeah, yeah. Electrom, electromagnetic pulse. pulse. He can't just say that it's you know magic. He has to right. try to fit it within the frame of science. Yeah, I, I love that. I love that they do that when it's when it's when it's not in conflict with the Bible. They use it all the time. They they constantly using it for this faux credibility that they want to have. Ah. Now, what happened to San Francisco, New York, and L.A. when last week? Okay, <laughs> and uh, all of them had disrupted power grids. Not the whole cities, but sections of their city. 
Uh-huh. Yeah, it's normal. Now, what that could have been is something oh, else that we should be aware me? of. It could have been a... Are you kidding me? What it could have been... I'm just going to throw it out here what it could have been. I guarantee you, if you spent two fucking minutes, you could find out what the actual reason yeah. is. It could have been a well, storm. It could have been excess demand on the power grid. It could have been a dumb drunk guy in the building hitting the wrong switch. You would hear the scare quotes official story. Yeah. Cyber attack. It could have been somebody hacking into those systems. We Please tell me how that works. Every single day, many times a day, sometimes a thousand times a day to get into our electrical grid systems. Uh, they're trying to get into everything they can. We're doing the same to them. Guess what? So somebody could have gotten in. Somebody could have found a way in and hit us. You know, it's never been explained what it was. Let me tell you what I think it was, though, that was more likely than that. What? Even though we've got people trying to do that to us all the time. I know. Remember last week, if you read the news or the week before, about these incredible, this incredible hole in our sun. I saw it. A hole in the sun? I'm just just going along with the stories. I have to do a little bit of following, get, helping follow my train of thought because I'm trying to keep track of certain words he's saying uh-huh. and he's going to lose everybody if I wait until he actually comes out with what he's going to finish on because yeah. he's taking so fucking long to get to his point. <laughs> Can we but get he to a said, point where there's not he, actually a hole in the but sun? But just, just if, you need, if you need to verify, fine, re- hit your 15 seconds back or whatever. He said he has an answer that's more likely even though this, is hap- this has happened before the 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 outages the hacking yeah and he said that that it's up to at least a thousand a day sometimes but whatever he's gonna say is more likely than the thing that is definitely happening and yes. sometimes a thousand times a day yes whatever it is it's more likely than that <laughs> yeah I can't wait <laughs> I'm so excited I have no idea where this is going which looks like a hole but it was really a massive storm emitting incredible. Uh, but it looks like a hose with these, you know, radiation and yeah, it, powerful it, radiation surges. Happens weekly. With these, you know, radiation and I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. At surges. All. It's like um, all the sun does is really emit radiation at us, but our atmosphere blocks most of it up. Well, it's not our atmosphere. It's the uh, it's our magnetic. Who the fuck ties this guy's shoes for him before no he leaves kidding. the house? Here's, oh, here's what he I want to... It's Velcro. Here's, Come on. Here's what I want to know about guys like like this and Dob and Meyer and, and Brian Fisher. Do they do this for like accessibility and, and mass appeal? Because who the fuck turns this guy on and goes, oh yeah, that's a great point. Fucking write it down! God, well, write it down. He's trying to think of what he wants to say on the spot. And, and he sounds like a fucking idiot. Now, I know you said you know where he's going, but I think he's going to go with the solar flares next, which he probably has negated to talk about the oh, fact yeah, that he did our, mention the sun. our power grid has been built to, hey, we have a thing called solar flares that happen. Let's make sure our power grid can withstand these fucking things. That are electric. Magnetic pulses, electromagnetic, electric no. magnetic pulses. 
Are they really? No, are they just... They're electromagnetic pulses. He's telling us what it is, but he doesn't even know what it is that he's trying to tell us that it is. <laughs> yeah, he's just he's just stating what the abbreviations stand for. Incorrectly. <laughs> yeah, how does this it's guy not fall down? Electromagnetic pulses. You know, if our country got hit with one from the sun, like the one that hit the eastern coast of the U.S. and Canada in 1860. When we didn't have a power it grid. probably shut down our entire grid. No. Electrical grid. That came from the sun. No enemy from the sun. Now, we didn't have an electrical grid in 1860. What we did have, it was seriously oh, damaged. Stop him for one we second. We understood the power. How does he know we had an electric, uh, uh, a big burst in radiation in 1860? I don't know. Well, he wasn't there to see it, but he must be t- trusting all the studies from the soil samples and rock samples from the radiation that was in them from that time and mm-hmm. the I- I- ice core samples that had excess radiation in them. The stuff from that, that the decade. scientists would have yeah, researched that dug and up and they did all him. the radiometric dating. Yeah, and, and the same things that tell us how old the Earth is. Yeah, that and he, they, he clearly accepts. Yeah, and they yeah. found around the year 1860 there was a big bump in it. So we figured, oh, that was a large solar storm that year. Hmm. Hmm. But he's he's accepting that as truth. I'm taking it right now that in 1860 those solar storms happened, and we dated it with our dating technology. Hmm. Power of this. So uh, you know the threat from EMP is can be from natural sources. Now I believe we're being protected. I do believe God is watching out for us. No, we would have been hit. You know, destroyed long ago. Who who got destroyed uh, so, when that solar storm hit us? No so, one. So where was God during the times that he just said fucking happened? <laughs> he was uh, worried about starting the Dust Bowl. <laughs> uh, you know, all kinds of things that are flying around in space, any which of any one of which could have wiped us out. And it seems like every day we survive them. It's No. <laughs> you know, how do we make it through another day? If we weren't being kept, we're being kept. I don't think the Lord is going to let the sun do that to us r- right now. But I think here's the, the sun don't give a fuck about us. <sighs> so here's a question. This guy, this guy is aggressively fucking stupid. He, he yeah, should he's, research he's, Mars. He's the biggest. So, so miss, what is he? A pa- pastor, pastor joiner. I don't, uh, I don't know. <clears throat> I need to do a. Know thine enemy on this small, oh, yeah. Yeah. small thing, little thing. Um, if if God is protecting us uh, from all the nastiness that the sun emits, um, why did He make the sun out of fucking nuclear fusion? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why would He? Why would He create something that, that He has to protect, to us, protect from. us from? It's just making more work God for himself. It. Yeah, he just puts that out there in the middle of it and then puts all these little fucking white-haired morons that are going to say, oh, yeah, God is protecting us from this yeah. thing he built that's trying to hurt us. I mean, he doesn't even think about the fact that I – mean, I said research Mars because Mars at one time had a atmosphere, according to our yeah. scientists, but was wiped out by the radiation – has he actually gotten to his point? I'm, I'm still wondering what's uh, more I, I likely. Think I don't know. I think is yeah. What, what is more likely? What's more likely than yeah. the ha- than the hacking? 
Because Jesus should have protected those those power grids, apparently. He's no, but, only got like 18 seconds to wrap it up. Yeah, yeah. He's not even going to get to it. I think he sent a little warning. To me, that just highlighted the warning how vulnerable we are to the electromagnetic pulse. Oh, okay. so it was a warning. So God allowed one hacker to get through to dis- to to show us the weakness in our electrical grid system, and that's more likely than a hacker getting in to show us the weakness of our electrical grid, or just that the sun did its thing, or okay, or the electrical. Grid. I don't know. Or, well, from my understanding, write it down. Because the last time those big fears were coming out, where there's supposed to be that big electrical storm coming, people were all worried. Oh, it's gonna be mass blackouts and nothing's gonna work. And ah, and the people. And, uh, yeah, the, <laughs> ah. and then all the engineers were like, "No, we engineered the power grid to be able to withstand a solar storm. From what we know, we can get here. Will now, an atomic go- blast is something completely different." Will you Google that real quick and see what answers come up for what happened on that? Sure. I just, for, I just want to see. I just want to see how far well, off this idiot is. Well, so well, the problem is that we're also assuming that what he said is an entire bullshit, right? Yeah. That that uh, even uh, him, the beginning things saying that these things went down, that that's not bullshit. So right. Well, he didn't say New York, did he? He said yeah. San Francisco and L.A. Didn't well, San, he? Oh, San Francisco and L.A. For some reason, I thought it was East Coast and West Coast, kind of like the like like the uh, rap wars. <clears throat> I don't remember now. In Los Angeles. Yeah, New, it was, yeah, New, you were right. It was San Francisco, Los Angeles. Oh, but New York is in there, New, too. Yeah, New, New York, York, San Francisco, San Francisco Los Angeles. Hmm. So we were both right. Yeah. Yeah, that's not even in the top. But they're the, they're the largest, some of the largest cities yeah, in the and, U.S. Yeah, and, and none, of, have, none of us have ever heard of this, so. Is that April 21st, 2017? Okay, maybe. I've got something from Zero Hedge, something from World Net Daily. Yeah, Inver- I've never heard from of weasel of zippers. Oh, okay. Wait, there's a, there's a Snopes. Yep. Okay. Yeah, let's see what Snopes says because these are all crazy websites that are saying that there's a yeah. S- the Snopes fact check is were power outages in Los Angeles, San Francisco, and New York caused by a cyber attack. Power outages did not take place simultaneously, and they appear to have been caused by physical mechanical failures. Okay. Claim, three power outages that coincided in Los Angeles, San Francisco, and New York were caused by Russian hacking. Rating, eh, false. Yep. Okay. So, n- not only is he the supreme skeptic we knew he was, yeah. but he's probably at least part totally lying. Yes. Or he's went to one of those other sites that was from a quack job that just put it out there simultaneous. But he didn't even talk about the... Well, he did say he just said hackers. He didn't say did he say Russian? No, hackers? I don't think he said Russian. He just said hackers. No, Republicans don't want to remind anybody about, about Russia, Russia right now. They actually, I think, I think in the White House, if you see any map, Russia is now just an ocean. Okay, they've gotten rid of it, so you can't even talk about it. Oh yeah, yeah. Hmm. So yeah, total bullshit, top to bottom bullshit. But isn't that what all their stuff is? So he takes a story that isn't even true to begin with and then makes up a story about why that ha- that fake thing that never happened happened and then why that fake supernatural answer is more likely than the actual answer he already admits to being very likely so great story good job rick joiner yeah fuck wad 
And I was just and his story was wrapped up on this show better than he did it himself. <laughs> <laughs> write it down, dude. Write it down. Whenever I get demoted, I write my boss a page letter Ooh. and read it out on the show. <laughs> Great place to, to end the show, I think. <laughs> Thank you all very much for listening. Crucify that like button. Leave a review to achieve nirvana. And rate the show five times a day toward Mecca. Christy. Something happened a long time ago in Haiti, and uh, people might not want to talk about it. They were under the heel of the French, and they got together and swore a pact to the devil. They said, we will serve you if you'll get us free from the French. Mm. True story. And so the devil said, okay, it's a deal. Ever since they have been cursed. my imaginary friend. See the trouble he gets in can be traced back to me Oh, he can pretend at the slightest of his whim He has the power to suspend all rules of morality And when he gets angry He can make the lightning strike He can help me win the fight with his power Yes, he speaks to me Cause I can just ask for forgiveness and it's over So you can't put the blame on me I'm doing what God said What God said What God said Don't you put the blame on me I'm doing what God said What God said What God said So you're praying for the death of the President of the United States do you think it's appropriate to, to say something like that? Or I'm not saying anything. What I'm doing is repeating what God is saying. Um, in the name of the one who made us all, I will hide behind these walls from my enemy. Oh, by the power bestowed from up above, I will conquer you because it is my destiny. And with the righteous hand, I will bring you to your knees. I will strip you of your freedom without mercy. And when the earth cries and the blood runs in the sand, there will be no final stand for the unworthy. So you can't put the blame on me. I'm doing what God said. What God said. Yeah.
do you know that uh, Costello, I think it's Costello from Abbott and Costello. No, no, it's not him. It's the heart, uh, one of those other yeah, Abbott and Costello crews. Huh? Yeah, uh, from the 1930s through the 40s, that was like an Abbott and Costello crew. Hardy. Oral, Oral and Hardy. No, Laurel. Laurel and Hardy. <laughs> there we go. Not Oral. <laughs> Oral and, Oral and Hardy. Hardy. Well, yeah. Oral Laurel wasn't the part of the story I needed. It was Hardy. Moral Oral. I, I made a guy at work sneeze um, uh, rice two weeks ago. Out of his nose? <laughs> he yeah. was fucking... I walked into the, the kitchen. I said something. I don't know what it was. I did something obviously funny because he fucking laughed really quick while uh, he was eating uh. and shot rice out of both nostrils onto the table. <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> <laughs> and I both fell on the floor laughing because... Dude's head was full of maggots. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking gross. <laughs> yeah, that's it gross. was funny. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. So, uh, Harley Davidson forgot to patent <laughs> parts of their motorcycle. You did say Davidson again. <laughs> hey, it's Wisconsin. So our buddy Roy Moore is back in the new. I started that with so. Every time. Fucking don't like that. And Dude, our buddy. I'll, I'll kick you from underneath the table every time I'm you gonna, say so. I'm going to do it different. I'm going to do it different. Okay. Remember Our, Get Her Done from last week? <laughs> oh, God, I, fucking, <laughs> I wanted to punch myself in the throat. 